On today's show, we'll hear the amazing story of Deborah, as told by Liz. Stay tuned. It's time for Kids Corner. Hi, Liz. 30 minutes of adventure. Well, it's only the coolest and most popular club in school. With Liz, Lucille, Skink, Spike, Scooter, Grandpa Noli, and all their friends. It isn't Liz and Lucille. So get set for lifetime adventures. Oh, I can't believe this. On Kids Corner. That is one strange lizard. Miss Waddle has a very interesting class at Terrarium Elementary, partly because of the way she teaches it and partly because of the kids she has in it. Right now, those kids are presenting reports on their favorite characters from history. It's Liz's turn, and I have a feeling that his report will show just why Miss Waddle is such an interesting teacher. And that's the story of Joan of Arc and how she helped the King of France defeat his enemies. Thank you, Cammie. Okay, Liz, you're up next. Thanks, Miss Waddle. I have lots of favorite characters from history, but the two I want to present today are a lady named Deborah and a guy named Gideon. And since you said we could present our reports any way we want to, I'm presenting mine in audio form on a CD. And it sounds something, but only something like this. We interrupt this class to bring you the following news report. I'll take you to classroom news anchor, Lizarardo Quintus Lacerta. Trouble in the Middle East. This is Bible News, news from God's holy word. Dateline, circa 1253 B.C. A foreign army is terrorizing the Israelites. We take you now to Bible News correspondent Lucille Monitor. Lucille, where are you exactly? I'm in the hill country of Ephraim, Liz, between Ramah and Bethel. I'm standing under what is known as the Palm of Deborah. Any insight as to why it's called that, Lucille? Uh, probably because it's where Deborah is sitting right now. Deborah? Judge Deborah, more accurately, Liz. She's the current leader of the Israelites. Judge? That's right. She decides disputes between families and neighbors. In fact, she's hearing a case right now. Let me see if I can get closer. Your claim is not proven, Benjamin. The law clearly states that the land belongs to the firstborn, Daniel. You have judged wisely, Deborah. Thank you. Do not be so quick with your thanks, Daniel. Benjamin has tended your land ably. You would do well to share your inheritance with him as a gesture of kindness and gratitude. I shall consider it, Deborah. Meanwhile, may God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if my brother and his family do not have a home with me for as long as they desire. Deborah! Deborah! What is it, my husband? Jabin's army is on the move again. Are you certain? Yes. We have a spy with Sisera, a general in Jabin's army. The spy has sent word that Sisera has gathered his his 900 chariots and is headed this way. Those are iron chariots. They'll mow us down. The army will cut us to pieces. Quiet, everyone. Peace. What shall we do, Deborah? I must consult the Lord God concerning this matter. Do not fear. He will protect us. There you have it, Liz. The Canaanites seem to be headed this way, which means big trouble for Israel. That's all we know for now. Back to you. In the studio with us now is Middle East Authority Camille Leon. Cammy, give us some context here. What's the background of this particular conflict in ancient Israel? 
Well, Liz, at this point, Israel is living in the epoch of the judges before they had a king. Oh, this was the period after Joshua, right? That's correct. It actually began with the death of Joshua, Moses' successor, after the exodus from Egypt. It continued right up to Samuel's anointing of Saul as Israel's first king, a period of nearly 400 years. But why are the Israelites so oppressed? Didn't they conquer the land like God told them to? Not really. You see, they kept continually disobeying God, turning to idol worship. As the Bible puts it, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And so God allows them to be attacked? That's right. In this case, by Jabin and his general Sisera. As a matter of fact, they have been oppressing Israel for the past 20 years. Now, just who are these guys? At this time, Jabin is the king of Canaan. He reigned in a place called Hazor. It was located near the Sea of Galilee and was the largest city in the region in Old Testament times. In fact, recent excavations of the site have revealed... Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Cammy, but we're going to go back to Lucille Monitor. Lucille, a new development? Yes, Liz, things are stirring up here at the Palm of Deborah. A man who appears to be a mighty warrior is approaching her. I'm getting closer. I bring you greetings, Deborah, prophetess and judge of Israel. Greetings to you, Barak, son of Abinoam from Kedesh in Naphtali. I received your summons. What is your bidding, ruler of God's people? Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, who commands you. Go, take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead the way to Mount Tabor. Mount Tabor? Why? I will lure Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands, says the Lord, the God of Israel. Why do you hesitate? I do not hesitate. Are you certain this is from the Lord? I am. What is your concern? Sisera has an army of 100,000 men. Yes. And 900 iron chariots. The Lord knows this. And yet... He expects me to attack Sisera with a mere 10,000 men, untrained men, and no chariots? The battle belongs to the Lord. All you need to do is trust him and obey. Victory will be complete. That is easy for you to say, prophetess. But time and time again, despite assurances, we've been defeated. For two decades, we have felt the yoke of Jabin and Sisera's oppression. And we continue to feel it even now. Do you doubt the Lord, Barak? No. Not the Lord. It is your prophecy, I doubt. She she is God's chosen to rule Israel, Barak. And you are her husband, Lapidoth. I would expect you to stand up for her, but I lead Israel as well. And I have not yet heard you to volunteer to come with me to the Kishon River. Do you accuse me of, of cowardice? Do you offer to come with me? Enough, enough, Lapidoth, please. Barak... You have been selected by God to perform a great service. So you have said. And still it seems that I will be the only one at the Kishan River, and you will be here in the safety of your tree. How great is your faith, prophetess? Will you obey the Lord? Will you go? If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. He's trying to manipulate you, Deborah. You do not have to do this, my wife. I know, my husband. But God will be glorified in this. Very well, Barak. 
I will go with you. Excellent. You are a leader, Deborah. I will gather my men. There is more. More? Because of the way you are going about this, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will hand Sisera over to a woman. What? You'll mock me? No. Thus says the God of Israel. Well, Liz, it seems that Israel is going to a war whose outcome is decided before it begins, and in which the honor of victory will go to a woman. Back to you. Thank you, Lucille. Well, Cammie, a remarkable turn of events, to say the least. In more ways than one, Liz. How do you mean? Well, of course, there is the prophetic nature of the battle about to be fought. But what I find equally interesting is the assertion that a woman will get the honor. Why? Because at this time in history, women, even in Israel, were considered to be little more than property. Property? Yes. Many men had multiple wives with the marriages arranged by their families. The women themselves had little say in the matter, and hardly any of the marriages were based on love, more like on economic necessity. Meaning? Meaning the combining of the wealth of two families so that both could survive. Ah, I see. So the very fact that Deborah is judging Israel is remarkable in itself, and her prognostication that a woman will get the honor in the upcoming battle is doubly remarkable. Not to mention doubly damaging to Barak's ego. Exactly. Thank you, Cammie Leon. Well, we're receiving reports that Barak and Deborah are on the move to Kedish. Aaron, run ahead. Go to the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali. Tell them to summon 10,000 of their best men girded for war to Kedish. Tell them that Barak and Deborah will meet them there. It shall be done, Barak. Well, Cammie, it seems that war here is inevitable. History repeats itself. The Israelites once again find themselves outnumbered, just as they were against Pharaoh's army and with Joshua at Jericho. And yet, in both of those cases, they were miraculously saved. True. So we can only ask, will there be another miracle here this day? I think we're about to find out, Cammie. Let's go now to Lucille Monitor with Deborah, Barak, and the Israelite army. Lucille, what's the situation there? Grim, Liz. We're looking out over a low valley next to the river. Thousands upon thousands of soldiers are lining up opposite us, and hundreds of iron chariots gleam in the sunlight. It's a terrifying sight, and at the same time, awesome and even beautiful in its way. But from a sheer numbers standpoint, it's a lost cause. What are Deborah and Barak doing? Uh, Barak has been preparing the men, and, and Deborah's been praying. Well, that's understandable. I think, yes. Oh, both armies are in position. That eerie silence, that calm before the storm, is now all around us. And, and wait! Deborah's walking up to Barak. Let me get closer. Barak, go. This is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. But there, there's so many. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? Go! All right. All right! Men! For the Lord God of Israel! Here they go, down Mount Tabor. Barak and his 10,000 men against 10 times as many. Wait, Lucille, is that thunder I hear? Yes, yes it is. Wait, but didn't you say just a moment ago that the iron chariots were gleaming in the sun? And so they were a moment ago, and now the sky is completely overcast with thick, dark clouds. When did that happen? They look as though any second they'll burst forth with... 
rain. It's raining? Not just raining, it's pouring, and Barak is still moving forward. In fact, he's picking up speed. Come on! The chariots are advancing to meet him, but incredible! What? The chariots are having trouble maneuvering. They're stuck in the mud, Liz, and the sky is opening up here. It's pouring down buckets on us. I've never seen it rain like this hard and fast. Oh my goodness, the river! What? What's happening? Rushing over the enemy's army, the chariots are virtually wiped out. Beric and the Israelites are charging. Lucille, I hate to break away from you, but we're getting a report from Mori Klumptos with Sisera's army. Mori, what do you see? It's just as Lucille described. The Israelites are coming right at us. I'm with Sisera, but he can't get his chariot to move. Go! Go, you useless flea bag! General, they're upon us. We have to get out of here. But, but I... Now! He's running away. I'll try to stay with him, but I, I can't... Maury. Maury, are you there? It seems we've lost Maury Klumptos for the moment. Lucille, are you there? Yes, Liz. Deborah and I are with the tail end of the army now. The Israelites are mowing down Sisera's army. Those heavy shields are causing Sisera's men to sink in the mud from the rain. The Israelites are sparing no one. It's amazing. Oh, sorry to cut you off again, Lucille, but we have Maury Klumptos back. Maury, where are you? <sighs> I'm in front of a tent near a large tree. Sisera is just in front of me near the opening of the tent. Let me get closer. Rest. Oh, I must rest. Oh, but they're, they're coming. Sisera. What? what? Who? Who said that? It's me, JL. I, I know you. You're the wife of that, that Kenite. Heber, yes. You're friends with my king, Jabin. Yes, that's right. Come, my lord, come right in. Don't be afraid. No, it wouldn't, wouldn't be proper. No, 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 it's all right. I'll hide you. Hide? Yes, the Israelites are coming. You must hide. I'll put a cover over you, see? Come. Oh, yes, a, a cover. Hide. Now lie down there. That's it. Now, I'll cover you up. There. Oh, so thirsty. Oh, p please, please, give me some water. Oh, I have a better idea. How about some nice milk? M milk? Yes. There. Now, let me cover you up again. Oh, there. Uh, stand in front of the doorway of the tent. If somebody comes and asks you, is anyone here, say no. Oh, don't worry about a thing, great general. Oh, tired. Oh, so tired. Oh, that's it. Just go to sleep. It appears that Cicera has fallen asleep. JL seems to be doing something. She has something in her hands. It's a, a, a hammer and a, and a tent peg. Wait a minute. She's moving towards Cicera. What is she doing? Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Maury. Oh, I can't believe this. We've lost him again. Maury. Can you hear me, Liz? Yes, yes, Maury. I can hear you. What happened? Oh, it was awful. Terrible. I, I can't believe she did it. Did what? She took the tent peg and... Barrack. Wait, Liz. Barak is outside. Barak, stop. I have no time. I must catch Sisera. Come. I will show you the man you're looking for. What are you talking about, woman? I... Sisera. Yes. I did it. What, Maury? What did she do? What happened to Sisera? Well, let's just put it this way, Liz. Sisera will never bother the Israelites again. Back to you. Well... 
I guess the only way to find out what really happened to Sisera is to read the Bible, eh, Cammy? Yes, Liz. The end of Judges chapter 4, to be exact. Meanwhile, we want to take you back out to Lucille Monitor, who's with Deborah. Lucille, is some sort of celebration going on? That's right, Liz. The Israelites are celebrating their complete victory. Wait, here comes Deborah and Barak. When the princes in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. Hear this, you kings. Listen, you rulers. I will sing to the Lord. I will sing. I will make music to the Lord, the God of Israel. And there you have it, Liz. It seems the land is at peace at last. Back to you. Thank you, Lucille Monitor. Peace indeed. But just how long will that peace last? It's now 40 years later, and the peace that Deborah and Barak achieved is no longer a reality. Roving bands of raiders are terrorizing Israelite villages. We take you out to Bible News correspondent Lucille Monitor. Lucille, where are you now? I'm in the land of Canaan with the Israelites. God commanded the Israelites to conquer this land after he brought them out of Egypt, but... It doesn't look like they've been too successful. It sounds like there's a lot of confusion going on there. Oh, there is, Liz. The Midianites and their allies, the Amalekites, two strong eastern tribes, are simply swarming this whole area, wrecking everything they see. These warrior bands are so powerful and savage, the Israelites have actually had to leave their homes and take shelter in mountain caves and strongholds. I'm reporting to you from one right now. Lucille, what is the Israelite reaction to these events? It can best be described as shock and dismay. Earlier, I spoke to a local Israelite farmer named Joash. Here's what he had to say. Whenever we plant our crops, the Midianites and the Malachites invade us. They camp on the land and ruin the crops all the way to Gaza. They do not spare a living thing for us. Nothing? Not even animals? Not sheep, nor cattle, nor donkeys. They come up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It is impossible to count the men and their camels. They invade the land to ravage it. How long, O Lord, how long will you let these evil men destroy us? Help us, O Lord! Help us! Back live now, Liz. I've talked to several people and they all say the same thing as Joash. These people want help. Hear the word of the Lord! Hear the word of the Lord! Lucille, what's happening? I'm not sure, Liz. A man just showed up bellowing something. Excuse me, sir. Who are you? I am a prophet of the living God. Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. Hear the word of the Lord. Profound words from the prophet of Israel. Back to you, Liz. Thanks, Lucille. Well, Cammy, what do you make of that? It's what I've been saying all along, Liz. God told the Israelites to conquer the land, get rid of all of the idols, and serve only him. 
But they didn't. No. Foolishly, the Israelites did not do as God commanded and even started worshiping pagan deities. Pagan deities? False gods. What it boils down to, Liz, is that the Israelites repeatedly did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And every time they did, he gave them over to their enemies. In this case, he gave them into the hands of the Midianites for seven years. Well, thank you, Cammie. We'll check in with you for more background a little later. Bible News correspondent Maury Klumtos is also in ancient Israel working on this story. Maury, where exactly are you? Liz, I'm in a place called Ophrah, and believe it or not, I'm standing in a large wine press. A wine press? That's right, Liz, but there's no wine being made here right now. Instead, a young man named Gideon is threshing wheat. Uh, Mr. Gideon, why are you doing this? You do know this is a wine press, don't you? Of course. But I must thresh the wheat here to keep it from the Midianites. I see. Well, uh, can I get your reaction to the... Wait. uh... What is that? What? There. Under the oak tree. Oh, my goodness. Maury. Maury, what is it? It... It's a... Being. Like nothing I've ever seen before. It looks like... Like a... Oh, no. Not again. Yes, again. What did Maury see? Is it anything dangerous? Is he okay? Well, there's one way to find out for sure. Tune in next time. Meanwhile, I'm glad that we got to hear the story of Deborah, one of the great women of the Bible. What made her so great? Well, besides her incredible courage and strength of character, she knew God's Word. She boldly spoke that Word to others, and she was willing to obey that Word no matter what the cost. Be sure to tune in next time when Liz's Bible News Report continues with the story of another courageous Bible character, Gideon. Gideon.